You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob and Ty Bo. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Bob underscore. You can also find Ty Bo and the show at Bob and Bo Show. And don't forget Sean, who is at Sheen1440. You'll see him on the screen here if you're on YouTube, uh, making some different changes. If you're listen, listening to us on audio platforms, make sure to go and give our YouTube a, uh, a look. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to go find us on all your audio platforms. Um, and we thank you. We had a big week uh, last uh, uh, t- on, on Tuesday. Uh, so we thank you guys for joining us, making strides along the way. Uh, this week, the Kansas City Chiefs heading into Lucas Oil Stadium, taking on the Colts. And Matt Ryan's old aging ass with uh, his MVP that nobody cared about because he's washed up. Um, and man, I like I don't know about how anybody else feels. To me, this feels like a trap game. Now, Andy is amazing coming off of a bye week. Uh, but the Colts, our history with the Colts is not good. I was going to say, it might feel like a trap game just because of our our mishaps and our history against the Colts, but most definitely if you look back to look back at it and back to when the Colts were in Baltimore. uh, So this goes all the way back into 1970. The chiefs have a nine and three record versus the Colts or not nine and three, nine and 13. Sorry. Nine and 13. Okay. I I missed the one there. Uh, Nine and 13. Now to give you even more context, it's looking really bad. We've had three wins against the Colts since 1990. That was our last. Uh, uh, um, our last win was a, uh, prior to these last three years was in 1985. 1985. Are these are these counting regular season and postseason? This is, uh, I believe, this is just regular season. Okay, because a lot of the stinging losses that we've had yeah. uh, in recent <laughs> history, like after post-2000, uh, have been to the Colts. Yes, the, uh, there, was the, uh, there was the loss in Indianapolis in the playoffs to Andrew Luck. I don't remember the year. Tybo, you're better at that than I am. I think uh, we might have lost to Andrew Luck a couple times. Uh, but the one that hurts the most, obviously, was, was the uh, – we were up 28 nothing at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, that, that game is... won game of the year or something at the ESPYs, and that just was like a, just a jab in that wound to Chiefs fans. Like, yeah. So the record is actually even worse than nine and thirteen, yeah. Uh, because this is only counting regular season. Um, uh, so, like I said, our last, uh, uh, not counting the last three wins that we had, our win uh, most recent to those was nineteen eighty five. That was actually the last time that we had won back-to-back games. We have not won back-to-back games against Indy, whether at home or away, since 1980 and 1985. I think wow. uh, earlier, mid-2000s, the year we went 13-3, and three, I'm almost positive we beat Peyton Manning in the regular season, but he whooped our butt in the, in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. So and then so after 18 uh, 1985 we go on a five game losing streak to where we pick up a dub in 2004 and then after that dub it is followed by no wins back to back 
but losses back to back. So in 19 or excuse me, in 2004, that's a win followed by two losses, followed by a win, two more losses, followed by a win. And in 2019, the year we won the Super Bowl, might I add you. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs lost. 19 to 13. I was there for that game. That was rough. Ugly. Did you go with me that game? Yeah. Oh, Peyton came in town. Yeah. Yeah. That was at home. So we had to listen to a Peyton or a, a Colts fan talk shit to us like the whole time he was with us. Well, that sounds sounds awful. <laughs> sounds about as awful as living in Indianapolis or anywhere else in Indiana. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy. Indiana sucks. <laughs> you have nothing. That. You have nothing. <laughs> Fort Fort Scott or whatever it's called. Nobody nobody cares. Fort Wayne doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter but that's a little history on the chiefs it's been an ugly relationship between the colts um and yeah i mean the last time that we played them we did lose but we did go on uh, uh to win the super bowl maybe that's a little telling i don't know um but with that i had history, a couple we'll... highlight plays out of that last Colt oh, game, most colts game yeah. though uh it, it, in, i mean the his, score was uh, obviously ugly yeah but in in his uh for his birthday, they put out his like top 27 plays. I think he had one or two plays from that game that was uh, in those highlights. He does but... have a solid <clears throat> one or two plays per game, which is pretty nice. <laughs> oh, no, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that little history lesson, I believe Tybo has a history lesson of his own. Oh, smooth. It's a, it's a top five that includes some recent players and some not so recent players. So we do go back in chief's history just a little bit. Um, But I'm coming at you with the top five non QBs to throw a touchdown pass in chief's history. So anybody, but a quarterback to throw a touchdown (laughs) to clarify. Uh, Of course, I'm going to give you an honorable mention. Um, This guy isn't, a notable player in chief's history. Um, he just did something pretty impressive and he made Tyler Thigpen look good. Um, but Marcus Bradley um, had his 15 seconds of fame in Kansas city for throwing like an almost 40 yard touchdown pass to Tyler Thigpen, who like the, the defense we were playing had no idea that it was coming because Tyler Thigpen was wide open. Um, I, Tyler, did, did you say you were at that game? Or yes, I was yeah. I was at that game. It was I, I covered it. Oh man, it's been a it was uh probably a few months back in the offseason, but yeah, uh it was a I don't even know it was a pass outside to the left. Uh Marcus Bradley runs uh, the bootleg back right and out of nowhere just launches a bomb and Tyler Thigpen is wide open uh down the field. Thigpen, I believe, ends up tripping over his own feet. Uh, as he usually did, uh, and then gets downed without scoring a touchdown. Which, if he had stayed on, oh his no, feet, it's a, I, it's a touchdown. Is pass. it a touchdown? Oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah, I, I think, it's, open I think it said it was a thirty-seven yard touchdown pass. Takes it all the way in. So it was, uh, it was like I said, he was wide open. So instead of tripping over his own feet, he does end up running it in. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, I, I believe I was actually there for that game, which was, it was wild. And so moving to the actual top five. This goes back into our history. And I, I can't describe the play, but I looked at our 
records here. And this running back, Mr. Ed Podolak, uh, did throw a touchdown pass. Um, he played from 69 to 77, and I believe he is on our ring of honor. Um, so that's why he makes the list. Um, and same thing with the next guy. Um, even further back in our history, uh, Curtis McClinton, also a running back, also in our ring of honor, um, threw one touchdown pass, um, and he played like from 63 to about the time Ed Podolak started playing. Um, so that's a tiny history lesson, just a couple names, a couple big running backs in our history that have thrown touchdowns but I can't describe to you the touchdown passes or plays that they made. Um, <laughs> the next three, uh, I'll be able to describe a little bit, but number three on the list is Dontari Poe. Oh, um, yeah. And the guy touchdown. He makes the list. He was, he was a great defensive lineman for us. I mean, he plugged up the middle like nobody else, and you know he didn't necessarily have a whole lot of prominence after he left us, and he, he hung on with the chiefs a couple of years into his decline, but you know, first few years of Don Tari Poe, I was, I was satisfied for where we took him in the draft. Um, but I don't think anybody who was watching the chiefs at the time forgets the jump pass and how, like how creative and how funny and how awesome that whole play <laughs> was um, to see 300 some odd pounder jump up in the air and like throw a layup to somebody uh. wide open in the end zone. And it's 305 pounds lining up in the quarterback position doing a jump pass like that he's Tim dope. Tebow. Absolutely wild. Well, we would bring him in to, to block on run plays because he was also extremely good at that. He ran um, one in too, didn't he? Yes. He, I believe he, he had yeah, a, like, I think he ran right, a fullback dive in. Really yeah. soon before that. That's why I believe they were he's all caught. ready for it. I believe he's caught as well. Yep. Has he? Pretty I believe sure he so. Has. He's done it all. Wonder if he's the only person in our history to have run, pass, catch, and a sack. Might be one of the few in the NFL. Uh, but moving to number two on the list, um, the reason I don't give him number one is because he's terrible as a quarterback. I think he used to be a quarterback, um, <laughs> but his, his, yep. his quarterback rating for the Chiefs is terrible. I think he's throwing one or two picks. We really should stop giving him the ball to throw. Um, and I think we have since this happened, but, um, Travis Kelsey, uh, he threw a touchdown pass to Brian Prinkle one time. Um, and that's about as good as it got for him playing quarterback. So <laughs> that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> um, number one, short stint with the chiefs, but a good one, Mr. Marcus Allen. Um, he makes number one on the list because he has thrown two touchdown passes. Everybody else on this list has only thrown one. Um, so already he's miles ahead of Travis Kelsey uh, at the quarterback position. And, you know, if you're going to make me choose between one or the other to be quarterback for my team, I'm definitely going to go Marcus Allen. Uh, Hall of Famer. Um, so deservedly, number one on uh, the best non-quarterback Chiefs throw a touchdown solid five and very one. good five and some it'll <laughs> <laughs> be changing every week just as Tybo changes his top five every week or every occurrence we should say 
that'll wrap it up for today's history lesson. We should move it on. And, and I, I, I do want to say it, it's hard to think of these top five. So please send us your suggestions. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. Drop a comment down uh, in the uh, comments for YouTube uh, at Bob and Bo Show. Reach out. Let us know the top fives you want to hear. It doesn't have to be football related. Doesn't have to be Chiefs related. Send a, he's done top five sandwiches. Uh, you know, I'm good at food. I like food. He loves food. food. We can do food. Love food. Food's an easy one. Uh, we'll keep it rolling from there into today's preview because the Chiefs also have a meal to eat. And that is a little bit of horse. I know Americans, oh, no horse. It, it's it's typical in the Polynesian Islands, specifically Tonga. Okay? Calm down. We, you know, it's all right. We'll eat a little I've bit heard, of horse I, out here. I've heard it's pretty good. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't knock it if we tried horse. I'd eat horse. It's all right. I'd eat horse. Um, yeah, we'll see. We go, in, <laughs> we go into Lucas Oil Stadium and take on the Colts. Uh, obviously this is not the same Colts that we have played in previous years. There's no Peyton Manning. Uh, the last time we played them and lost, it was Jacoby Brissett, which Matt Ryan undoubtedly, uh, I, I honestly, I don't know who I would take over Jacoby and Matt Ryan at the moment. Um, but this is, this is a depleted team. Uh, but they do have the reigning defending oh, rushing yeah. leader in, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, the defense is a little wishy-washy. Michael Pittman should be back this week. What are your initial thoughts about this game? I have one initial thought. And do you guys know who the Colts defensive coordinator is? Not a, not a clue. It's a uh, Gus Bradley. Do you oh. know who he was the coordinator for last year? Uh, it was a division rival, right? He was a Raiders. rival. Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He came out today quoted saying he thought that they held them down, the Chiefs down, Patrick Mahomes down, <laughs> single high coverage. He thought he's not going to switch no, it up at all. he didn't. <laughs> he's going to play single high coverage all day against us. He was like, oh, they didn't score that many points against us, but guess what? How many points did we score last year? 41 and 48. <laughs> 41 oh, and 48. It's a lot. Two punts over two games. Like, I'm not worried. Gus Bradley's over there. It's a lock. I didn't even realize that. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel pretty good about it. Pat's never lost in a dome. Um, Pat is also extremely good on the road. Um, look what he did week one in Arizona. Look at his track record. I, I, I'm almost positive we've had a lot of seasons where we've, or, or Pat's had almost a majority of seasons where he's had a better away record than he has a home record. Um, he's just an alien, and in in that way, he's the the these stats are anomalies when it, when you compare to other quarterbacks in the league. But the only thing I would really be worried about is if like the Colts come as a fully healthy team. Um, they have some significant players on the uh injury list. Um, and Michael Pittman has gone through two light practices so far. So he's not a guarantee. Um, and Yannick Ngakwe uh, just had a did not practice today. Yep. Um, so there's there's important players on the Colts team that are banged up and not a guarantee for Sunday. The only thing that would like truly worry me is if they come as a fully healthy team. 
Yeah, like you were saying, Patrick Mahomes' uh, road record through his NFL career, 27-7. and seven. Ridiculous. Pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, and to touch on that injury report uh, that I missed on, uh, Harrison for the Kansas City Chiefs, Harrison Butker is a uh, uh, did not practice on Wednesday or today, Thursday. Neither did Mike Dana. Uh, Dana has not practiced since taking an injury in week two. Uh, they have not put him on the IR yet. Uh, it's to be determined how soon he will come back. I'm assuming since he hasn't gone on the IR, they're expecting him to be back within a couple of weeks, but he has not practiced for well over a week now. Um, Cole is a light practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and then the rest of the list is a full practice on both days. But MVS is listed with a hip, OB with his knee, Trey Smith with his ankle, OB and Trey Smith going back to last week and week two with Juju with, uh, at his shoulder and Justin uh, with his chest. Same as last week as well. All full practices. Um, some of the people that uh, uh, Tybo had missed, De- uh, DeForest Buckner was listed as a light practice on Wednesday with a full participation on Thursday. Uh, Yannick, light practice, uh, no practice. Uh, Pittman Jr. with two light practices. Uh, but do not forget about the safety, Julian Blackman, who was a f- uh, listed with a shoulder. Same for uh, Zaire Franklin, linebacker, and Shaq, Bear, uh, Shaq Leonard, uh, linebacker, with his back. All those were listed as full practices, uh, but should be... Uh, keeping an eye on them. the uh, the tackle that's listed on their report, Bernard Raymond, is he their starting tackle? Is he a starter? Well, I would assume so. Typically, backup tackles don't go down injured uh, without the uh, starter also going down. So I would assume that he is the starting tackle. Never know, bro. I've never heard his name, uh, but he's saying. He stays on the list nonetheless. Um, So given the injuries, uh, are we feeling, um, and our history, are we feeling that this is a trap game? They've obviously come off of a tie and a loss. They have underutilized the uh, last year's rushing leader. Um, How are we feeling about this game? I've got mixed emotions. I'm not sure which side of the ball to land on so far. I I'm not worried. Let me just to say that up front, I'm not worried. We've had ten days to prepare for this game. Andy's treating it like he normally does. We're looking forward to the challenge of playing the Colts. Okay, these these boys are going to be ready. Pat is insane on the road. Never lost in a dome. Uh, there's not too many things that are alarming to me. The Colts don't look great. I know they want to bounce back after a really bad week. Um. But the the guys that have these ticky tack injuries on on our team are all full practices. Um, any of the guys that are like out out, we have a we have replacement plans for them. You know, we we can we can handle Mike Dana being out. We have a emergency kicker, um, but we also have uh, we have a ser- serviceable new hire kicker. Um, so just understand that we can let the past go with the Colts, okay? This year, it's not going to happen. Game three, week three is not 
late enough in the season for us to have our mid-season lull where we just kind of like don't have it figured out. We'll be fine. Yeah, I think as far as for the Colts right now, I know they had some players out last week as well, but they just did not look good on offense against the Jaguars. They really didn't look good on offense against the Texans either. Uh, Something's going on with that team. Management's definitely not managing it right right now. They probably need to fire the coach, get rid of the GM and everything. They just need to start over there. But the other tricky thing about the Colts is their defense last year. They were top 10 ranked defense, uh, according to a website we will not name. But if you look at it now, that was just basically all off of turnovers that they got that from. Their numbers for yardage and everything were terrible. They were a very turnover lucky team last year. And I don't see Pat making those mistakes in a dome tomorrow or Sunday. And, and even with Willie Gay out on our defense, look for, look for the guys that have been making plays already to step up and take control of this game. Nick Bolton, Chris Jones, Juan Thornhill, Justin Watson, Legereus Sneed. You know, a, a good mix of veteran guys and Jaylen young Watson. guys. Uh, did I say Justin? Yeah. Okay, well, I meant Jalen Watson. Thank you. But a mix, a good mix of, of veteran players and young guys that like have already shown that they can make plays, and you know, time is of the essence. One of our best defenders is out on the defense, and you know, we need to we need to keep the ship going the way it's going. You know, we need to be undefeated going into the Bills game. One thing I heard this week, and and I don't disagree with the ranking, but I disagree with the reasoning for it. And it's not from the company that we won't name. No, it's from a, a media personality that I, he is a genius when it comes to getting clicks. Um, but I, I, I do not agree with the way he goes about his business. Colin Cow. Constantly in the news for clickbait, for things that he knows are not true. Um, this week, his ranking, again, I don't disagree with it. The teams that he has, he has the Bills at number one and he has the Chiefs at number two. I can't disagree with it right now. The Bills are playing fantastic. The Chiefs are playing fantastic. Leave that one up in the air. But his reasoning to it was that he does not believe that the Chiefs defense is good enough to hold up while Patrick Mahomes goes on a quarterback mechanical slide for four to five games in a row. When the hell has Patrick Mahomes ever gone on a, in a slide, period, outside of like half a quarter, maybe? I I I think he's referring to what I'm talking about is our midseason lull. Yeah. I think the team just gets comfortable. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a Pat problem. I don't think his it's his mechanics. Like may I think been... he's just kind of like reaching, and you know he's he's attacking the big name on the team, you know, to get those clicks, like. And that's what I'm saying. It, he probably is referring to it, but his reasoning was specifically Patrick Mahomes yeah. will slide for four to five games. That's not going to happen this year. No. What do what do we do? Is, is, There's too many people with Pat's name in their mouth. Pat's not going to. I mean, it's not a else. chance. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is, 
I don't know. Are you guys hearing anything else in the media that that uh, is just a little off? Uh, I know uh, we've got the film reviewers out there. Dan Orlovsky has done a great deal. We'll talk about a little bit of what he said in the NFL show coming up next. Uh, but but there have been a couple other things. I know Good uh, uh, Good Morning Football has has had some things also. Tybo. Oh yeah, I, it was it was actually kind of cool watching Boy Taylor stick up for uh, Pat yes. Mahomes against one of his former teammates, like. I understand Shady might have beef with Andy Reid, but come on now. You've played with Pat, yeah. to be honest. But uh, what actually – I was going to – this this is actually kind of like entire NFL related, but I'm going to – I'll make it short here. Uh, Matt Verderami or something. He's got Verdam. a – yeah, Verdam. Um, he put out a quarterback ranking list that had Pat at number one and Josh Allen at number two. Um, and that part I agreed with. The rest of his list was trash. Joe Burrow is on his list with the way he's been playing this year. That doesn't make a lick of sense. He's doing overall, or I, I didn't see that list. Is, is he it doing was, overall or for this season? Uh, that's a good question, but I don't know, man. Like, even with Joe <laughs> Burrow's play, like, he, I mean, I don't know. He had, I don't know, whatever. That's that I mean that would be something to look into, but yeah. the the rest of his list behind Josh or Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen was whack. I did not like it. <laughs> well, with that said, Patrick Mahomes is obviously the number one quarterback in the league. I don't think anybody should be questioning that. I I think Josh Allen is is probably number two, three, somewhere in there, wherever you want to put him. Uh, he competes like he's he's yeah. he's great, he's but he doesn't quite have the track record that Pat does right now. Exactly, and we like, have to. You always have to go with track record. You have to go with track record. You gotta look it's at just the facts. not there. You gotta look at the facts. Going back to track record, we clearly don't have a good one with the Colts. Um, but we're we're all we're all on the right side. Andy's track record is very good coming out of bye weeks. Now, obviously, this isn't a bye week from week two, but we did have ten days from from Thursday night's game, so we've got a little mini bye week. Get some heels going install get some stuff right Andy Reid I believe as a chief has only lost one game coming out of the bye week uh or it's either one game or it's or no games lost coming out of a bye week it's completely pristine um is there anything specifically about this Colts team that worries you with our offense or defense uh if they use Jonathan Taylor enough he could he kind of scares me he is always a solid running back He's always scary to see out there. If they actually just decide to use him instead of trust Matt Ryan passing everything, that could be in for a little bit of a long day, but I'm not too worried about anything other than that, really. Michael Pittman may do something, but Matt Ryan's not not going to help them out very much. Yeah, if, if they get Jonathan Taylor <laughs> rolling, then other stuff might open up for them. But I, I honestly think that's a big if because, like, who who do we really have to key on that offense? Like Jonathan Taylor and if Michael Pittman's out there, Michael Pittman. But like nobody else should or can scare us, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I, I'd say one of the things that worries me the most, um, and it, it, again, our offensive line has not been playing poorly. Mm -hmm. I think we've covered that in our last shows. They've played well but they have not played up to the ability that they know that we know that they can play to uh, statistically run blocking. Fantastic pass blocking has been subpar. Now par for the chiefs offensive line is very high. 
So subpar is still pretty good. It's just not where we want it. Now, last week, uh, it was pretty good against the likes of Cleo Mack and uh, Joey, uh, yeah, Joey Bosa. But this week, we still do have to go against very good pass rushers. If uh, Yannick is out, then that is going to be a, a big loss for that Colts defense, and I'm going to be a lot less worried. But we still do have Shaq Barrett and a bunch of uh, – a couple other guys uh, like DeForest Buckner and a couple other guys on that list that need to be watched and double-teamed every time. Um, if we cannot perform up to our standard uh, – Pat could be in for a mobile day. He's shown that he can handle that, though. We've been there and done <laughs> yeah. that. We've been there and done that. And and on the on the flip side of the running game, like if if you know if we let these boys continue to do what they do in the run game, um, if we keep that yards per carry average around five yards a carry, uh, there's no chance we lose this game. No. If, if if the running game is relevant for us um, and established. Um, I, there's not a chance we lose this game. No. And I, I'm looking forward to the matchup between DeForest Buckner and our uh, interior offensive line. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. If Yannick Ngakwe is out, even better for us, another pass rusher out. But Shaquille Leonard is the one I'm kind of looking forward to, seeing what he can do out there. I think they'll move him around a lot, uh, utilize him as much as they can. But that's the main matchup of I see from them coming from anybody that would do anything for, for them. If I saw it correctly, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire averaging eight yards a carry? Could be. Let me look it up. Uh, I, I saw as a, I saw as a, a team we're we're averaging four point nine. I was going to say he broke that runoff and he had well eighty yards last week on only eight rushes. Um, yeah, I, I, the rushing leaders by yardage is Saquon, uh, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and Leonard Fournette. But by um, yards per carry, I do know that um, Clyde is in the top five. Uh, in fact, I believe he's either number two or number three uh, with uh, – uh, He's he at 7.7. Versus the Chargers, it was 9.3. Okay. Yeah. So that but got him game game one he had seven carries and game two he had eight carries. So he, we're only <laughs> working with fifteen. Yeah, fifteen total carries here. It's so. not a lot. Does does Clyde eclipse a hundred yards rushing this week? I don't think so. I I, I think um, if he's having a game where it looks like he might, we're going to be up by enough, and he's going to get pulled. They're yeah, not messing around with him this year. Yeah. I think he'll definitely have well over a hundred all-purpose yards. That's a that's a pretty good take. I'm I think he did last week. Uh, I'd buy it, for sure. Yeah. Give me, boys, a quick rundown of how you expect this game to go. We talking scores right now? No, not scores. Just uh, how how you think the game is going to roll out. Um, how how Pat does how the how the uh, how the flow of the game goes, uh, first down scenarios possibly. Um, how how confident are you, and how do you think the game is going to go? I mean, there's no hiding it. I'm extremely confident. I don't think the Chargers get or the Chargers. I don't think the Colts get back on track against us. Um, even even if 
you know, bringing a couple of their guys back, um, you know, it's not going to happen. I I think Chris Jones gets another sack this week and another defensive lineman also gets a sack. We're not talking about a corner blitz. And that might happen too. Like I'm leaving that, that door open, but <laughs> two defensive linemen for us are going to get a sack. And one of them is going to be Chris Jones. Yeah, I honestly think this game is going to be very reminiscent of the Cardinals game, honestly. I just see us getting out to a big lead and them not being able to do anything until garbage time. I like that. Who are the players to watch for this week, offense and defense? Offensively, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the obvious. He doesn't have Derwin James covered in this week. Travis Kelsey is going to have another big game. He's going to be over 100 yards, um, 10 plus targets at 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 least. Uh, so, guy on offense to watch is going to be Travis Kelsey. But Pat's eyes are always on him, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm looking. Go I'm for looking it. for uh, for defense. I'm going to go straight defense here. I'm looking for uh, Elijah Lee. He's in there playing. See if he can uh, replace Willie Gay a little bit. Get in there, try some stuff. Uh, who who was the other option for replacing Willie Gay right now? Arius Harris from Arius the Harris. so I was I, I was wrong. It was uh, in the last show. It was not Damone Harris. It's Darius Harris. There was a report, I believe, from um, uh, this morning's presser uh, from Spags that Darius Harris uh, is currently expected to take these starting snaps all right, uh, that's, in Willie Gay. Uh, that's my guy. Then I'm looking for him. I like what I saw from him early in the preseason. I think he's got a lot to prove right now. What better opportunity than right now? It'd be good. It'd be good. Tybo, who you got on defense? Uh, give me Karloftis. Lofty. What are you looking for from Lofty? Um, I'm looking for that motor to show out. Um, you know, has he got – he hasn't gotten his first regular season sack, has he? He does not yet have a sack. Well, I guess that leads me for my hot take to be the other defensive lineman for the Chiefs that's going to get a sack is going to be George Karloptis. Um, he was he was going up against Rashawn Slater a lot um, against the Chargers, um, and I'm sure he learned a lot. Um, so hopefully guys like Chris Jones and Carlos Dunlap and Frank Clark um, are are helping bring this guy along helping him in film, looking at the stuff he did wrong and helping him to progress and get better. We've got this 10-day period that we've had to prepare for the Colts. Um, I want to see him step it up. So that's who I'm watching. Sean, did you have one for offense? I did now. I realize that. My bad, Tybo. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) I'm looking at uh, Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Rough week first, last week. First touchdown as a chief. First touchdown as a chief. I feel like a he's lot of go people are week. a lot of people are uh, are throwing the bet on that on that prop right there. Yeah. Um man, everybody's expecting him to get a tutty. It's it's the week for it, man. This is the the team to do it against. Pat's gonna go off against single high coverage. He's gonna find Juju a lot tomorrow. I'm expecting like maybe seven catches minimum. Okay. Wow, that's I like really that. Go I like him. that a lot. Really go for him. Um, I really on offensively, I really want to say Clyde, 
I still don't think they have the full confidence to throw to him more than like three or four times a game. I am going to say McColl. He's going to be a guy that they're not keying on. Just like Tybo said, I, I think like Travis is going to get all, uh, get a lot of work. <laughs> He's going to get a lot of work. Um, and I think Juju is probably going to be the guy that gets covered quite a bit uh, more than, than Travis or any of the other receivers, <clears throat> which is going to leave McColl open coming off that injury that he had against the chargers. He he's had 10 days to rest. I think that's one of the guys that's going to get left open quite a bit. And Pat has come out and said that, Hey, I owe this guy some, some work. Uh, so, so he's um, I'm expecting uh, some long passes down the field uh, to that fast and speedy weapon. Defensively. I don't remember oh, what capacity you said he uh, practiced this week. Did he have a full practice today or he was not even list. Uh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Um, cause he's, uh, yeah, he's got a, something with his foot. He did have the, uh, the, the foot, uh, or the ankle. It was the ankle injury. Um, he, yeah, he's not listed on, oh yeah, he is. He's a uh, light practice and light practice. Okay. It's probably going to be questionable or maybe a game time decision, but expect him to, to come in and get work. If he doesn't, then there's going to be the rookie who takes his spot. Um, in the game, and that is going to be a a uh, Mr. Sky Moore, which I have also seen a lot of Chiefs Twitter talking about uh, Sky Moore getting close to 100 yards receiving. I'm not really sure where <laughs> people are coming up with that. I'm just guessing that they're expecting us to be up by so much that Pacheco is going to come in and get a lot of work, that uh, the, the same is going to happen with Sky Moore, kind of get some of these younger guys to come in and get repetitions is is possible in a lot of people's minds. I got I got one thing for our offense that uh, Chiefs fans Chiefs fans should be on the lookout for. Um, we saw it a little bit in the Chargers game, but if the Colts are going to let us do it, look for Andy Reid to lean on the screen game. It's comfortable. We know we don't have to do it later on in the playoffs. Like we don't we don't necessarily like at, at one point in time. That's all we threw was screens. Yeah. So. You know, Andy's gotten away from that for a while, but if the Colts are going to let us do it and it shows to be effective, look for him to lean on that screen game a little bit more uh, this week. Like that. Yeah. Get back into what, what we're good at. And uh, defensively, I, I think there's one person that really needs to be looked at. He needs to step his game up if he wants to stick around. That's going to be Frank Clark. Um He's been good this year. A lot of people like what he's doing can't be found on the stat sheet. It's staying home and staying contained. We played against two very mobile quarterbacks so far. And so far, even though he hasn't gotten on the stat sheet with sacks or hits, uh, he has been staying contained fairly well on his side of the pocket. There hasn't been too many quarterback escapes over there. So the one thing I want to look at for Frank Clark this week, because Jonathan Taylor typically doesn't bounce it out. Well, Matt Ryan's not very mobile. So expect the contain to not have to stay there. And he can push that pocket a little bit, especially now that uh, knowing that um, uh, they're going to be without one of their starting tackles left, right. Doesn't matter. Defensive ends move. Expect Frank Clark to actually be able to push the pocket this week and play to the weaknesses uh, against the Colts, and that's who I'm going to be looking for. Is there anything else, boys, that uh, that you wanted to talk a little bit about for this preview of Chiefs versus Colts? 
I think we've covered everything I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a good one. The top five was beautiful, Tybo, uh, just as much as this game is going to be beautiful. Let's get our game picks in real quick before we get out of here. Tybo, what is your score? Chiefs win 38-10. Ooh, I like that. First off, what's the uh, what's the pick over-under? Yes. We've got the over-under. We are obviously doing Moneyline, but from a sports book that shall not be named, the Kansas City Chiefs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. What's the total points, then? Uh, the over-under for this game is 50-and-a-half. So Tybo's already going for the under there. Uh, I got Chiefs 48, Colts 16. Wow. 48, huh? 48. I'm how does How does the team get to 48 points? Uh, six touchdowns and two field goals. Your man's good at math. Okay, all right. I would have okay. never gotten there. <laughs> I uh, that should, that one should have been obvious. It's one it's one minus forty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my math skills have left me. <laughs> I'm gonna give the Kansas the score. Kansas City Chiefs win forty three to seventeen. Okay. We've all got high-scoring games. Tybo's the only one taking the under on 50 and a half. I'm expecting a lot of rookies to come in in the fourth quarter. Uh, But there you have it, folks. Make sure to stick around for our NFL show. Like I said, check out our YouTube. Leave us comments. We want to hear your top fives and what you think uh, the score outcome will be. So let us know on Twitter and in our comments on YouTube. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.